0: Hi everyone. Welcome to another episode of Shut Up and Listen. If you hear sniffling, it's because I literally just had a cold. Come on, it seems the beginning of one like a half hour ago. I don't understand how that happens. It just literally comes up out of nowhere. So my energy is a little um I would say I have an indica energy tonight. <laughs> Um, though I'm not stoned cause I don't think I'd be able to do this at all. If I was stoned, it would be, it would be a problem. It might be funny. So maybe I'll do a special episode. Maybe I'll do a special episode with the guest that I have tonight. Um, who I, I know, um, loves to occasionally imbibe. Um, and listen, folks, I, I, I love all of the guests that I have on my show and I'm, I'm very fortunate that I, I get to be surrounded and I get to have the privilege of, of knowing um, so many different kinds of individuals from all walks of life and this individual is no exception. Um, I met him last year doing um, a little indie called Stuck. And, um, which I think is probably going to be coming out sometime soon in like 2018. And from the moment I met him, he just is really one of the most beautiful beings I know and is so funny and so warm and, and so giving and so generous and so talented, um, He has a show that he does weekly called The 88 Show. He's continually creating. He's a writer. He's a director. He's a producer. He's an actor. He just had this really fucking funny video um, called I'm Not Equipped to Be a Father that came out on Funny or Die on my birthday um, last month uh, with himself and uh, Chris Redd, who was also in Stuck. And uh, Tiffany Haddish, and, you know, I think maybe I love him most of all because he's Canadian. He's not from here. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> he doesn't go here, uh, but uh, he's he's incredible. And, and for those of you that don't know him, I'm, I'm glad you're going to get to know um, him a little tonight. Um, so without further ado, Avery Pearson, welcome.
1: Oh, Heather, oh my God, you're the best. I mean, anyone's listening to this knows this, you're just, I don't even know where to go from, <laughs> all right, I, I don't even, well, let's start the loving, blushing. because that was such a nice thing to say, so I, I feel the same way about Heather, as you know, hello, everyone listening, thanks for listening, and obviously, like, you're a fan of Heather, like I am, and, uh, yeah, we're just like, we're, you know, we're cosmic, we're like meant to be together.
0: You we know? are in a friend way.
1: cause yeah, absolutely. You're married. And I'm married. And I'm a, a kid. lesbian. You're and... a lesbian. I'm not, you know, <laughs> you're not trying to flip me to become a lesbian. Like, I'm, I wouldn't I'm do not. that, you know. and uh But yeah, we just, we had the best time on set. And like, it's it's hard to like find someone who you just like click with in acting like that without even having to like, oh, let's go drunk get drunk at a bar. I'm sure we did do that. And then, yeah, by the way, I, I would like to do the part two of uh, the stone version of this. Okay. So that's definitely on.
0: Okay, perfect. Okay. All right. Why don't we do that yep. on 420? I would love that. Let's do it. Fucking A. Hell yeah. Because that'll be, I think, like the first 420 that I've celebrated in a very long time by oh. actually getting stoned.
1: I would love to be a part of that. Though I, I do, will Uber over. It'll be wonderful.
0: Though you know that I have a 420 tattoo. No, I don't. I do. Okay. Okay. I have a 420 tattoo. Did you um, get it when you were stone? I got it when I was very young. Okay. And then I'd gotten sober, and I was sober for eleven <laughs> years. And I was like, "What the fuck did I do?" But yeah, full circle, everything, everything. Sure, for a reason. You know, everything for a reason. You knew
1: you were gonna come back to weed. <laughs> you know, I,
0: I did. I, I think oh, I sorry. did. No, you're perfect. Um, this is a. One woman operation here. oh yeah! i shut up and listen. That's great. Um, but um, yeah, I, I, I didn't smoke for a very, very, very long time. But I'll tell you what, I can't, I can't go, um, I can't smoke the flowers anymore. The flowers? Yeah, I can only do vape. Vape.
1: Yeah, I agree. Uh, we were talking before. Is I get really affected by THC uh, by a weed that's psychoactive. And I find that I really need to know my dosage. So that's along the vape lines. And I also need to smoke CBD, which is Canvoid, which is just a body buzz. And I used to get super paranoid. And I just kind of like want to be high in the way I want to be high, which is not to be like paralyzed in public. I want to be able to talk in public. And I also want to be able to chill at home. And that's by smoking CBD. Uh, shut up and listen, brought, and <laughs> by, brought to you by Avery Pearson and CBD.
0: Yeah. CBD, CBD is, CBD, I'd, I tried and I found that it, it worked for me because I have arthritis in my hips. Oh, okay. And I have um, arthritis in my face. Okay. My jaw. I got arthritis in my
1: butt. Do you really? No. Okay, come on. Who's got a butthole arthritis? <laughs> that's a horrible. it's our arthritis. Particular. I mean, unless it's
0: like just... you have like arthritis in your tailbone, for sure. Or sciatica. Okay. Which is a real thing.
1: Sciatic nerve. Yeah, that's, that's a thing.
0: That is a very I've real thing. That. For yeah. fuck's sakes. Right. Um. But like CBD worked for me mm-hmm. for a bit, and also because of just you know the reason the main reason. That I went back to um, trying weed was because of a um, arthritis and be like working through PTSD and like mm-hmm. all of this stuff and uh, really being in my body in a way that it, it was it, the the benefits I feel of marijuana have enabled me to learn my body in a new way. Mm-hmm. Um and also with that, as we were talking about before, I can't smoke in public. Right. I need to be very um I need to know who I'm with. I need to and even when I know who I'm with I had an experience around like October where I felt very comfortable and it was like a seventies party or sixties, like something. And all of this weed was getting passed around. And I was like, okay, I'll have some. Like, I'm here with my love. I'm here with, like, a friend of hers that I'm friendly with.
2: We trust. Him. Yeah.
0: That I trust. And I remember having this moment. I was sitting outside. I didn't go inside the whole night. Right. And I remember being stoned. And the host came out with this, like, warm like strawberry strudel. Mm -hmm. And I saw how comfortable everybody else was getting this strawberry strudel. Strudel
1: does that, you know?
0: And I just found it so remarkable. How can anybody feel safe enough Mm -hmm. when they're stoned to get food and then eat it? It's, it's, uh, I'm one of the, I feel rare people, and I'm working through this now. I remember the first, do you remember the first time you ever got stoned?
1: I do, specifically.
0: What was the, what was your experience? I
1: was 12 years old. I was in uh, uh, Ontario in Canada, where I'm from, and my buddy, Matt Herring, shout out to Matt Herring, I think he's in Vancouver now, he's an animator, Uh, he got me high at his parents' cottage, Um, and it was on this island, and we... Smoked weed and like lie down and in the leaves and like looked up at the trees and it was a beautiful uh ontario afternoon and we got stone and it was like the coolest the coolest thing so hey Matt, if you're listening thanks dude you're the man
0: i mean that's a beautiful experience for fuck's sakes and
1: then you do the walk back to his parents like hey how's it going where were you guys we're just we just walked on the island like, you were gone for a long time. The island's, like, a quarter of a mile <laughs> in diameter. We're like, yeah, no, we saw the whole island. They're like, you're stoned. And we're like, oh, if we're going to the punk beds. bye. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Did they know you were stoned? Oh, for
1: sure. I mean, anyone, like, come on, if you're, you, you get it. You see your kid. I mean, I have a kid now, and I'm just waiting till he comes home one day, and he, like, looks at you I'm like hey Cole how are you doing and he'll be like I'm good I'm good dad how are you doing and you're like you don't care what <laughs> if you're asking if you <laughs> if you ask your parent how they're doing when yeah. you're coming home yeah. they know something's up Oh yeah, right oh, because yeah. otherwise it's just like what's going on son nothing I'm going to my room but like hi how are you doing you're showing your guilt you're showing your cards oh yeah for sure right ace up your sleeve
0: my god but that's a beautiful like first time stoned experience yeah. yeah it was great like lying down in leaves? Like yep. fucking Canada. Oh,
1: it's so All great. All you fucking I Canadians. Love I love it. Thanks I for shouting out Canada. That was awesome.
0: Fucking love Canada. I just
1: came back from Canada. I was there this weekend.
0: Oh, my God. At a
1: wedding. It was nice. It's okay. It was
0: good. How was getting through immigration?
1: Easy. I'm have a. I'm a green card holder, so going to Canada is easy. Coming to the States is easy.
0: Yeah, but you're also a white male. Okay. Are so we going here?
1: There you go. <laughs> I mean, uh, Yeah, it is definitely easy for me. I'm also not a, not just a white male, but like a nice white male. Like people look at me and they go, what's he going to do? Yeah, Probably that, nothing. Probably th- smoke some CBD and pass yeah. out in a pile of leaves.
0: But but that's the thing is that I feel that like most white males are given that that kind of benefit of the doubt of like mm. if you are a white male, you are considered a nice white male. Yeah. You even look at something like and think god fucking pedophile more. Um, yeah, what a, wasn't, wow, what a guy. You know, like,
1: <laughs> way to just blindly just go for it.
0: I mean, <laughs> when you're you're banned from a mall.
1: Yeah, but everyone cons- in the town knows, but
0: everybody's like, he's a nice, he's a nice white man.
1: Jesus wouldn't let him be a pedophile. What? Well, oh, the best thing I heard a quote was, uh, Jesus wouldn't let him, and if he did do it, he's just got God to answer to. It's like, no, he's. He's going to represent us. He's us to answer to. So, he can't just you can't diddle and then create laws.
0: <laughs> I love that you use the word diddle. Yep. That's I mean, it's the uh, nicest way to put it. I mean, it's it it it's the nicest, of course. It's the Canadian way to put can- it.
1: Oh yeah, if you're gonna diddle, if you're gonna have a little diddle there and then create some <laughs> laws, you know. Oh just Irish. I got, I got Irish. diddled when I was younger too. No, that's see, see, Irish. that's
0: just Irish. Yeah. And I'm thinking of the Catholic Church and oh sure, all that shit because a lot of shit. You know,
1: are you Catholic? Were you? Were you raised I was. Catholic? I was
0: raised Catholic. Oh okay. Yeah. You
1: okay. <laughs> 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 you all
0: right? yes. I've still got work to do.
1: For sure, you do. I still got work to do. Original sin, right? Oof.
0: I mean, fucking Yikes. Christ Yikes. on the cross. Exactly. Like for reals. Um, That's a lot. Yeah, no. I like. I was raised. I was raised Catholic, aka guilty. Okay. You know. For um, sure. but like, Roman Catholic.
1: In a jury of your fears.
0: <laughs> 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 yes, that is good. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Um, that's very, that's actually very profound. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to bring that back when you're here on 420, and we're going to, Oh, for sure. We're going to talk about that and go into that deeply.
1: Well, what we'll do is we'll have, we'll have a court. You'll run the court. You'll be like the, cause you won't be the judge, but you'll be like the, the bailiff. Mm. Uh, but it'll be, the, the, we'll figure out a court case, and the jury will be a jury of my fears. Okay. that okay. I love that. Yeah. I'm going to really stoned into that. Oh, my God. Please tune in on 420 for the release of <laughs> Avery Pearson. On,
0: jury, uh, of, jury of my fears. Jury
1: of my fears. Amongst the jury of my fears, yeah.
0: I mean, but if you think of it, I mean, that's that's essentially what it is. Yeah. It's not, it's, it's not a jury of one's peers. I had just gotten actually... Um, I'd gotten a jury duty notice. Oh wow! And I are you
1: allowed to share that? Yes, you are. Of course, you are. Be like anonymous or something, or
0: no? I think when you're when you once you get selected, then once you get selected, then you're not allowed to tweet about the case, talk about the case, all that shit.
1: We're live tweeting from the jury (laughs) box here today. (laughs) Hashtag more. Hashtag
0: are Yeah, we're we're live tweeting during deliberations. Yeah. Um, like jury number seven's an asshole. Yeah, he's jury number eight. dicks. <laughs> oh god, he keeps <laughs> sneaky farting. He can't hear it, but it's it's there. It's
1: very sneaky.
0: But I was I was terrified. I didn't yeah. like, and I I postponed. And here is a hot tip oh. for all of you listening. Okay. You can postpone at least in California, and I think probably everywhere. But California, you can postpone twice. And I specifically postponed until the week of Thanksgiving,
1: right. You can also try to bite your ear while they're interviewing you, and
0: that is very and, true and
1: you will not be selected <laughs> um you may not be able to go home, but you won't be selected no,
0: but you can call but you called the night before, at least in California and i okay. I remembered when I was in New York um I actually had to go mm-hmm. do jury duty, and I was terrified at that time because it was before uh, marriage equality was allowed in new york allowed was made legal in new york and i was like this isn't a jury of my fucking peers like what the fuck are you talking about Um, but i've always had an incredible fear of anyone in authority but especially legal authority
1: Okay. My dad's a lawyer, so I get that. <sighs> it's a lot. But,
0: but not even lawyers so much as judges and police. But that's fair.
1: One of the people that you have can send you to jail for the rest of your life. The other one has a gun. That's okay to be fearful of these people. Mm-hmm. Why shouldn't you be? So you're not irrational in your beliefs.
0: But like, I, 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 like, uh, I ended up like not getting picked for a case. But then here in Los Angeles, I was like... Were you hurt that you weren't picked?
1: Did you feel... No, I was like, so fucking grateful. You were like, why didn't
0: they pick me? I, I actually... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to actually admit something. Oh,
1: okay. I'm going to get ready for this.
0: I'm going to like really actually admit something. Okay. And I've never actually shared this with anybody.
1: Share it with me and everyone listening.
0: I will. Um, because... If you're
1: driving a car right now, and now is a good time pull to pull over. over on the side of the road, because it is about to get very real. It is. Um, yeah. And if you have a joint...
0: Now's the time. Now's the time. But as long as you're not driving. Yeah. um, You're walking, all good. That's cool. Anyway. um, And in a state that is legal. Because I don't condone anything that's illegal. Unless <laughs> it involves something like jury nullification. Which is go. a thing in real. Okay. Um, But I remember having to like walk and then having to talk to the judge.
2: Okay.
0: <clears throat> and... This must have been in like two thousand eight, two thousand nine, and I was so terrified that I actually peed a little. (laughs) I was like I I was so terrified I peed my pants. Which is insane.
1: Yeah. To out of fear. Laughter, that's okay. (laughs)
0: Laughter is fine, but
1: if you pee your pants out (laughs) of fear, It's a very earned pee.
0: Yeah, like the kid from Ransom, but like not all over the floor. Right. Like enough to be like, you need to fucking pull your shit together. Literally. And I also like never like, I like didn't have to pee. Right. It wasn't one of those situations, but I was so terrified.
1: Your body digested so that you could embarrass yourself
0: yeah and I just like remember like it, it, it was so fucking surreal so the point is is that mm-hmm. I've always fucking hated jury duty okay I've always been terrified of judges and police um and but Los Angeles I I ended up not having to go and I was so grateful okay like I just had a call in and I just was like please please universe don't let me have to go to fucking jury duty and they're like you've completed your jury duty just by calling
1: how many actors do you think call in like that in Los Angeles are like I really can't do this right now um, I have to be at Sony and I just I cannot this is a big deal
0: See but the thing is is that if they say that you need to go then you need to go But okay. it's literally being on call like if you were like if we were doing a film Yeah And they didn't know whether or not they were going to need you the next day you'd be on call Okay For that day
1: well, there you go. You know what I mean. Yeah, you're on hold. Yeah. So you got pinned. You're on hold. You got pinned. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you're nice. pinned, which is which is an industry okay, term guys, that we kids uh, you know, use here in Hollywood.
1: Ipso so facto, you know, you get it, guys. Yeah, yeah
0: you're pinned. You're pinned, kid. You're, you're pinned.
1: You're going to make it. Sort of. <laughs> Maybe. Probably not. Okay. Goodbye. <laughs> Good luck with everything. Hand job? Nope. Eh. How about right now? Okay.
0: Oh, my fucking God. I fe- Dude, I, like, haven't seen you...
1: You're not even noticing the t shirt I'm wearing right now. I'm so disappointed. I am, I'm it's, wearing it's
0: a New York shirt.
1: God. Go back and watch the movie. I am wearing the outfit that I wore for our
0: movie. <gasps> I'm wearing the outfit that I wore for our movie.
1: Are you? Well, oh, your underwear. Yeah.
0: Yeah, because literally I'm in my underwear ninety five percent.
1: This is the one pair of underwear you have?
0: this is yeah it like when i wear this underwear it means that i need that laundry day is coming
1: gotcha this is this is also a, a tight this is the t-shirt that i measure if i'm overweight or not and <laughs> <laughs> do you know what i mean But this same like with the I underwear have, if i have to stretch it sideways and i put it on there's still a little bubble i'm like oh boy oh yeah no lay off the mac and cheese
0: uh, i literally made mac and cheese tonight do you have leftovers yes can Do you I want some? some? I
1: would love some. Oh
0: my god, really? No, we're not.
1: I don't have to eat it right now, but I will have it later.
0: Oh my god, for sure! Craft mac and cheese. Hell yeah, I'm in. Mean. Is Back it good? Yes,
1: or is it just okay? Dude. Okay. Stay tuned because for the 4:20 yeah, episode because like, we're you're... making mac and cheese and having a jury of my fears. Fuck. Pinky. Yes. Pinky push.
0: Um, I'm so fucking stoked about that. Hell yeah! yeah. Fucking mac and cheese and mm-hmm. the the. He has a secret with the Kraft Mac and cheese. And I know that I had tweeted about that like the other week and I was like, Kraft Mac and cheese, blah, blah, blah.
1: Yeah, know it, it's murderous. But right? like yeah. all of
0: my friends who were um, people of color were like, this is the whitest thing you've ever tweeted in your life. And okay. I was like, I know. What is it? Because, th- well, because here's the thing. It's okay. like, for me, I've said this since I was like a kid okay. and I. Uh, I don't know if I spoke this into being or if I just knew it. But I always said that I was high class white trash. Oh, okay. Cool. I, like, before I knew who my birth mom was, like, before any of that shit, I always just, like, I'm high class white trash. Nice. I eat, like, a five-year-old. I literally microwaved chicken nuggets.
1: Oh, my God. We're, like, (laughs) cosmic. (laughs) But I do vegan. I do vegan chicken nuggets. I do chicken so you take the e out and put an apostrophe. Okay, are you, are you chicken. <laughs> <laughs> they can't even say vegans can't say chicken. They have to go chicken
0: nuggets. Yeah, yeah. or Like I, I'm like, what is a what is an appropriate substitute?
1: It's like you know Satan or you know they have Satan. Like, yeah, you know S E I T A. Yeah, Satan. Oh yeah. So if you're not gonna have chicken, you gnaw on the devil. Mmm, yeah, delicious. Yeah, because that is the mm, devil. I haven't had devil in a while. Um, I haven't had a devil of a time eating this
0: devil. I'll tell you what, I've never been, uh, and I, I hear more and more people talking about cows and the ecosystem right. and everything. Yeah. And what I recognize is this. Okay. A, don't at me. Don't what? Don't at me. You know,
1: that symbol. Okay. Um, don't handle me.
0: Yeah. Don't handle me <laughs> on Twitter or Facebook or like what else. Okay. Like a, I'm not, you know, like the nah. uh, to vegans because like Heather's pretty much like a vegetarian vegan. I'm a vegetarian. You're a vegetarian. Yeah. Um, I, <sighs> I've stopped eating pork. Okay. I've stopped eating pig. So you're Jewish. I mean, Don Wiener, Tweety Goldberg, Lily Moskowitz. I'm an honorary Jew. Absolutely. Like every single role I've played. You, you
1: could do it. You could, you're. I mean, you did it. You know. So there you go.
0: Yeah. Um, but I had because I'd seen a video. Oh
1: also tune in 4:20 when we're giving you a but metzva for oh. sure
0: a, a bat mitzvah. Bat mitzvah. A, and not a bar mitzvah because that's, that's for, for young boys. You're,
1: you're going to become a woman on 420. Dude. Right now you're not a woman. I'm not. But you're going to be a woman.
0: <laughs> this is exciting. I've, I have the chest of a woman. Okay. I have the hips of a woman.
1: I have the chest and hips of a woman too. <laughs>
0: so. Another reason we're cosmic. Right. Um, uh, Holy fuck. But... um. <laughs>
1: Okay, uh, mac and cheese, chicken. But mac we're... and
0: cheese, chicken nuggets, like fucking high class white trash. And yeah, like, there you go. You know, i I do i I do eat like a child, and I eat like a latchkey kid. Okay. I feel like I feel like I eat like the kid that's been left home alone yeah. and has you can been have whatever you want. T- taught to fend for themselves. Yeah. Where it's like I learned how to use this stove when I was five. Yeah, and like you boil water and then you put the thing in the strainer and bop a bun. You mix it up and it's great. And Then you watch TV.
1: Oh, greatest, greatest combination of events I've ever heard.
0: Um, this is like this is actually something I've never thought to ask anybody. Okay, but what are your Because when was the last time you sat down to, like, a family meal?
1: Uh, With my immediate family or my, like, birth immediate family?
0: No, I mean, like, your immediate family, like your wife and...
1: Well, so I have a 10-month-old, so that's, like, not even really a real possibility. You sit
0: down for his meals.
1: We sit... It's like... And we both have conflicting schedules, so we rotate and, like, we feed him. And then we'll eat when we can. So when you have, like, a, a, a baby, an infant, a toddler, you're just, like... You're just going. And then I also, you know, we're in entertainment, so it's schedule is just all over the fucking, you know, I'm on, away on the weekends a lot doing comedy touring and um, my wife will be working or acting or whatever. And so you never know. I was just in Toronto, so I had a family. We went out for dinner with me and my immediate family, um, with my parents who are, you know, grown up, and me and my sister who are also grown up. And we went out for dinner. And it was uh, it was interesting.
0: Were there cloth napkins?
1: Uh, no, but we did go to a high-end vegan restaurant. Okay. Yeah. And okay. we actually all ended up sick, and I'm still kind of feeling it, to be honest.
0: Oh, no. Yeah. It was one
1: of these restaurants where the food was high-end, very well done, very well prepared. I think it was just like a bad night of cooking. In general, it was a bad night. And they had on the, – the place seemed like it was a, a classy, modern – Cafeteria, but you know, nice. But like, nice was kind of like you know. But the music was remix of pop hits, and it was too loud, and we couldn't hear anything. And my dad's normally like pretty tough with waiters. He like expects a certain level of service, and like he didn't have a lot growing up, so whatever. And the waitress was kind of talking like this and saying, "You know, we have a few specials tonight." And he's literally going, "What are you saying?" speak louder and I'm getting embarrassed. And then she came over to me and did the same thing and I got it. It was ridiculous. She was talking too quiet. And I've been a server before and it's just hard. Yeah. Uh, No, most waiters don't want to be waiters. Yeah. But anyway, so we all sat down for dinner. And it was actually a really nice thing where we're kind of all on the same level of understanding about the waiters. That kinda like put us on the same level. And it was my sister's birthday. So we, you know, joked around and um it was, it was really nice, but it was like going back to like 1994, you know, wow. it was cool. It was really cool. Cause my, my, my wife wasn't there. My, my son weren't either here back in LA. Yeah. And so it was just the four of us. It was like being back in the nineties. It's cool. Wow. Yeah, It was pretty neat, but everyone has jobs <laughs> and I have pre-diabetes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you said that before yeah. pre-diabetes. So how did yeah. you even find that out?
1: Uh, I went to the doctor. When I, when I had a kid, when I was having a kid, I went to like a full, for a full checkup to see what was going on. And, uh, yeah, I had my like, you know, heart, I had the full like test and it was like pre diabetes when so I'm on the cusp and I have to watch myself and yeah.
0: And you're a vegan. Vegetarian. Vegetarian. Yeah. Sorry.
1: I probably should be vegan. Okay. But I'm vegetarian.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay.
1: So I'll eat cheese and milk. Okay. But I don't eat meat. Okay. In my heart, I'm a vegan. Okay. But in my in my addiction to cheese, I'm a vegetarian.
0: What kind of cheese?
1: Whatever. Not a big fan of blue, but no. um. Uh, no, genu- no, no, no. Genuinely like cheese is great. My mouth is watering.
0: Really? Yeah. Like Swiss cheese? Sure, whatever. Really? Yeah, anything. Any Munster? Cheese. Yeah. What's wrong with Munster? Everything.
1: There's like literally two things about it. It's cheese and it has a taste.
0: Yeah, no. I hate Munster. Right. I hate Swiss. I like, like, what's wrong with the Swiss? Listen. Okay. If Swiss cheese had a face, I would punch it. Why? I fucking hate Swiss cheese. I hate it. What happened?
1: Were you like, did you almost drown in Swiss (laughs) cheese when you were a kid?
0: I don't know if I, I I Did someone punch
1: you in the face with a Swiss cheese
2: (laughs) once?
0: I have a, I have a (laughs) thing for certain food where it makes me, I have almost like a violent, okay, Reaction, a lot of where stuff going I'm on right like, "Absolute fucking like, what else? get that yeah. hard-boiled eggs."
1: Okay, I'm a hundred percent behind you with this because I'll tell you something right now, and this is to all your listeners out there. If you're e- eating hard-bo- hard-boiled eggs at home, okay, fine, we'll let it yes. go. If you live with people, you're a piece of shit and you're eating hard-boiled eggs. If you eat hard-boiled eggs at home and you live with people, you're a piece of shit unless they all eat it. And if you go to work with a hard-boiled egg, you're a real 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 piece of shit no one wants to smell your stupid egg farted (laughs) lunch okay no one wants to watch you peel eggshell off of a hard-boiled egg and then suck the dry saw dusted yolk yolk isn't supposed to be eaten like that is yolk supposed to be like chocolate are you supposed to I'm supposed to be able to like make a hopscotch out of eggs, dude? What are you insane? No, fry, fry them.
0: No, why no. are you hard boiling?
1: Who came up with that? They're not even oh. hard. They're kind of like boiled and 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 oh. mushy. Would you like some mush boiled eggs? No, I don't. No, just normal. Yeah, just make them normal. Can you make me normal eggs? Yes.
0: Look at my. Do you see this?
1: Do you have a tattoo of a hard boiled? egg? No, mm. but do you like There's skin crawling?
0: Yes, yeah. like I literally started gagging when it's you started the talking most about disgusting it. disgusting
1: thing, easily it. And freshly boiled uh, broccoli. I do like broccoli, but it, but freshly boiled broccoli smells like farts. That is if you're ver- eating <laughs> to this at home. If you're eating hard-boiled eggs and broccoli, you you need to like. I hope you're alone. Also, that's not unhealthy, so you're doing a good job. But
0: yeah, no, no, it's it's, yeah. I. I feel like it's um I'm offended. Like I'm personally offended. It's offensive. It it is offensive. And if you have a hard boiled egg yeah. in in a plastic yeah. bag, yeah. like if you're one of those egg that carries too. it It is yeah. I can't even really it's one of the few yeah. remaining things that really makes me physically yeah. react in a way that I might vomit.
1: It's like taking off your shoes on a plane and then taking off your socks and then sitting there cross-legged like I am sitting next to you and pulling lint out between your toes next to someone. That's what it's like to watch someone eat a hard-boiled egg. And I would even go further.
0: Do you know what I would say? I want to know. I would say it's like sitting next to somebody, a stranger, who is sitting cross-legged. I'm doing that right now. Um, but not fully cross-legged; it's a half cross leg, yeah. um, just f- to get a visual. Because yep. this isn't a this isn't a vlog, this isn't a video podcast. No. Nope. Um, and is biting their toenails.
1: Oh yeah, that's good. Or picking a scab. Biting your toenails is pretty good.
0: Biting your toenails. Picking, I used to pick my scabs when I was a kid.
1: Handle at us if you can think of something grosser than what we said. That is the oh. same as eating a horrible egg. Oh God! Definitely handle us.
0: Yeah, it's 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 yes. Yeah. Handle us, at us, whatever's yeah. all the all the same. Um,
1: I'm at Avery. Funny, I would love to to hear your gross stories. I <laughs> I things you come up with.
0: I'm at Heather Metteraz, and I don't know that I would. So put them. I'm going to forward them to you for sure. Yeah, yeah, you can quote tweet it,
1: and I'll thank you. I'll thank you. Okay. hashtag hashtag hard boiled egg.
0: Oh god! No, not even. Yeah. hashtag hard boiled egg. Seeing hashtag
1: hard boiled egg will upset me. So don't hashtag hard boiled egg. Do hashtag uh,
0: and don't send photos of hard boiled eggs. That would
1: be bad. I'll block you. (laughs) I'm telling you right now. I'll block you, and I'll put you on blast. I'll block blast you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's like the Twitter equivalent of like a cock block. Yeah. Or like a box block.
1: Oh, the worst. That's the worst kind of block. Really? Well, for me. Wait, no. Cock block. That's Mm -hmm. the problem. I got confused for a second. I'm, we're back. Welcome back to <laughs> Shut Up and Listen. Uh, yeah. Brought to you by CBD weed, and <laughs> cock blocks, and hard boiled <laughs> eggs. Uh, we're here live. There's a cat crawling on my arm right now. Yeah.
0: There's. There's. Listen. There. There will never be a, a sponsor of this show like regarding hard boiled eggs. For no, fuck's sake, so. we're
1: not the good people at, at eggs out there. We're not. We're not accepting your sponsorship. It doesn't matter how much money. It Doesn't matter how much money. <laughs>
0: that is that is very very true I have to say because that yep. to me would be like selling my soul I can tell I'm gonna like start to lose my voice which means that like I'm gonna sound like Kathleen Turner by Friday hot I know it is kind of hot go um, go into it I <clears throat> just let it go yeah like I yeah there you go, yeah, there you go. like when that I really nice. yeah that's done. really sexy now
1: say something that's gross talk about hard boiled legs in <laughs> <and> that voice <laughs> Tell me about tell me the process of opening up a hard-boiled egg in that voice. Yes, I can
0: not. I'm going to start like, I'll just start like a new thing. Last like, night I board. made a hard-boiled egg, <laughs> put it in a Ziploc bag, and put it away in my fridge. And I
1: waited 16 hours until I was in a lunchroom next to all of my coworkers and waited till everyone was just about to take their first boy bite. And boy. That, that's when I... That's when I opened up the Ziploc bag and started peeling back layer. Oh, layer. Jesus. Eggshell. Okay, we're... In, uh, okay. It's Let's like, talk about yeah, no, want to talk about? nope, What's nope, next? anything else. So that's the last time I, I had a meal with my family. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and like this is, you know... It's, um, uh, I, I mean, this is all we did all day when we worked together. Oh, it's the best. It was, it really, it it really was. And I'll yeah, tell you, so much fun.
1: I hope we get it, to do it again. I'd love to do it
0: Are you kidding? Like, of course. I'm like, I, well, here's the beautiful thing, right? Okay. Um, is that
1: stuck to do out in theaters next year?
0: <laughs> no. Yeah, um, <laughs> um, <laughs> and i i i say that because you know i the only sequel i've ever done was princess diaries mm-hmm. um which made sense because you know the books and what else. And what's going to happen to Princess Mia? She becomes queen. There you go. And I don't know if there's going to be a Princess Diaries 3. There might be. There might not be. Cool. I don't know. Don't ask me. I know everybody asks me all the time. And as I've said before, and I will continue to say, as soon as I know something, I promise I will let you know.
1: Tell you what. If you really want to know, you can hit me up and ask me. And I will come up with very, very fun answers for you about the future of the Princess Diary Chronicles. Hmm. I'll I'll give you all the information. That's that's great, and will not, you
0: come to me first because I'd like to know.
1: I'm I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna give you guys a full story of what's going on in Princess Diaries world.
2: Okay.
0: Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. It'll um be great. <laughs> No, but like I I I'm I'm grateful. Wait, I'm like I'm I feel like I need to rephrase this because okay. I know that the universe has ears. Okay. Um, You know, there's something to be said about getting to... It's also the reason that I had originally said, you know, Todd Solons, when he was doing palindromes, um, had, like, originally asked me to play the role of, like, Aviva. um, Like, one of the several incarnations of Aviva, who is the main character in, in that film and he was very secretive about the script I remember reading it and then cut to I had had this thought where I was like he doesn't want me to play Aviva he's gonna ask me to play Dawn again and he did pardon me um <clears throat> stars they're just like us they burp on podcasts <laughs> however quietly they eat hard boiled <laughs> eggs sun, listen listen <laughs> Um, and I had said no, you know, cause I, I didn't want to play that role again. I'd, I'd already done it. So I feel like, you know, in, in most instances, like when I've, when I've played, when I've played a character, when I'm done, I'm done and I'm ready to move on because I, um, unless of course that character really does have a lot more to say, but most times I feel like they don't. Right. You know? Yep. It's like a series being on one too many years. Right. And then instead of getting to leave on your own terms, mm-hmm. the network makes the decision for you. It's
1: like Michael Jordan leaving the Bulls to play baseball. Yeah. He left on top. He left and then he went to play baseball and he realized he was terrible at baseball and came back and won championships for the Bulls.
0: Yeah. Wow. The goat. Yeah, the greatest of all time. Yeah.
1: Like you. The greatest of any time.
0: (laughs) Uh, I, I'm, I'm actually, I'm going to receive that. That's something that I've like really, I've really, really been practicing. Um, Because I feel like it's very easy. Because how are you with compliments? I saw how you were when I was just introducing you
1: i was genuinely touched
0: and and you got red in the face yeah
1: it was really kind of you to say it. well i respect you and I, I that's very kind of you to say because you didn't have to say it you mean like uh this guy he's coming on uh has been hitting me up for months and i'm just really had no one else and he was on the corner literally waiting <laughs> to do this podcast uh he's droll and uh He's from Canada, so if you like that, here you go. <laughs> Talk. <laughs> but no, he's a nice thing, so I was going gonna, gonna, to... I received it. I appreciated it, and I sent it right back.
0: Well, well, I guess it's that, you know, that... Because uh, you we were talking about this before um, we started recording this, hmm. you know, um, and you we were talking about something specific um, in regards to, like, your business life and, like, your career. Okay. And I'd asked if, like... Y- You were able to receive it. If you were able to receive the opportunities Mm -hmm. that seem to be coming, like, do you feel worthy of them? I do. And what's so interesting about that is a, have you always felt that way? Yeah. And why?
1: I believe in myself.
0: But where did that come from?
1: I have a really nice Jewish mother. (laughs) 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 So I've always thought that I was... I never thought I was like... And, you know, I I believed in my ability to do things. I had got good response when I did things. The success-failure rate was positive. When the failure was never that bad, the success was not always solid. And so depending on the ups and downs of my career... You know, I would always expect good things to happen. I have that expectation. That's how I am because I I feel like I put that into my work and who I am as a person. There's been times in my life that I've been less than savory. Yeah. Um, in retrospect, now I can look back and say that and go. And I, there's been times in my life where, you know, say, okay, I wasn't uh, maybe not ready for something but in my head at that time i thought i was but if i but looking back i can say maybe i wasn't yeah but i would still be able to hang and do the gig or whatever but looking back i can see how maybe things didn't weren't working out at a certain time because of the way i was behaving or acting um which might have been a result of my ex- high expectations for myself <laughs> Okay, things are getting really heavy, Heather. What the
0: fuck? Listen, man. Listen, this, <laughs> this is... is good. This is good. This is good. This is the show, dude.
1: I love this show. You know,
0: like, this is the show. You don't love this show. You don't know this show. You haven't even listened to a single episode.
1: I'm listening to this episode, and I really like this show. I well, there I have high expectations for myself. I think I'm delivering. I've had some good anecdotes. Yes. A lot of callbacks. Things you're, are going well.
0: Th- things are going... Th- you're getting an A so far you're you're, you're doing I'll take a hard-boiled egg no just <laughs> stop no. No. no 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 um
1: okay yeah so I felt I do feel um ready to receive good things as I have been since I've moved to LA in a real way and as we were talking before each year that I've been here it's been positive I'm getting positive reinforcement and better things are happening and yeah you know?
0: and i don't and I don't mean to ask
1: this yeah. question i'm an open book
0: um I don't mean to ask this question in a and i'm I'm specifically saying this to you based on our relationship and and how we know each other and that the ease with which we get to communicate and we get yeah. to not just keep it surface, but w- we also get to go there. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, I feel like most straight white men mm-hmm. aren't aware of the privilege, um, of even having that, knowing, confidence, whatever. There's this really beautiful saying that I love so much, which is, um, have the confidence of a mediocre white man.
2: <laughs> <Okay>.
0: <laughs> which I'm not saying you are. Um, but the the, the, the mid, the person that really doesn't do much expects a lot. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, Fails upward continually. Right. And, you know, it's, I know that you, A, work your ass off. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that you're incredibly, incredibly talented. Thank you. And <clears throat> hold that thought. The holidays are approaching. And if you're anything like me, you have no idea what you get. The people you love. Well, that's not true. But that used to be a big problem of mine. Um, Now I do. I'm very, very clear. And there's this new product that I do wish that I had had access to years ago when my dad was still alive. And it's called StoryWorth. So StoryWorth makes it easy and fun for your loved one to share their stories with weekly emailed story prompts questions that you've never thought to ask. So you purchase a subscription for someone you love and each week StoryWorth will send them an email with a question about their life and all they need to do is reply to the email with their story or if they're not tech savvy they can record it over the phone by calling the StoryWorth number and all the stories are private and only shared with family that you choose and after a year their stories will be bound into a beautiful keepsake book. And it's a hardcover printed book, black and white, up to five hundred pages. And <clears throat> you can invite an unlimited number of people to receive the stories. And you can save and edit all of the stories on storyworth.com. And really it's it's a great way to connect with family. And it's a great way to connect connect the dots sometimes. You know, um, and i think especially now you know we're we're so inundated with um what's going on that we we hardly ever really take a moment to pause and reflect you know i i can just tell you really quickly that you know my dad used to talk about growing up in new jersey and about how his father um, was a shoemaker. He actually made shoes, and he would always end up getting cut off by by my mom, and and his stories never got to be completed. Um, his his story never truly fully got to be heard, and I wish I had had this. Um, it would have been so nice. So. I'm actually getting to do this with my love this year. I'm sending it to Heather and I'm excited to get the book, um, in 365 days and see every single thing that she's written. Um, and for you guys for shut up and listen, for shut up and listen listeners, that's a tongue twister, um, for $20 off. Visit storyworth dot com forward slash shut up when you subscribe. I mean that's pretty awesome. You get twenty dollars off because you listen to this podcast by visiting storyworth dot com slash shut up. I'm telling you, I think that it's probably like one of the most ingenious ideas and it's such an incredible gift. Um and it's something that you get to really truly keep forever. You know, um and I say this not only as somebody that has a lot of gaps in her story because I was adopted and there's a lot I don't know. I only have like maybe a handful of baby pictures. Um but I I really don't have stories. And it's it's a way of getting to preserve history. It's it's a way of getting to connect on a deeper level you know, we, we need more storytellers out there. And there are so many people that desire to tell their stories. Um, and some of the greatest storytellers are within our own families. And we just don't know it because we've never thought to ask the question because we're too busy. We're too distracted. So for this holiday season, seriously, get someone you love story worth. Um, and let me know how it goes. I'm I'm so excited to hear about it. I'm so excited that Story Worth um, is uh, doing what they do. And yeah, now it's back to the show. How is it for you, especially like within the last couple of months, mm-hmm. um, regarding everything that's been going on in this industry, mm-hmm. um, between... Everything coming up and out about Harvey Weinstein and James Toback and... Mm -hmm. um, Jesus fucking Christ. Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey. Maybe or maybe
1: not Dustin Hoffman or... Yeah.
0: Like everyone. Right. Essentially. Right. Um, How has it been for you? A, have you been uh, reading about it? Bah, 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 bah. What... What has your experience been these last few months? Um, not only as somebody that is in this industry, but somebody that's in this industry that, um, I know is, is very loving and very respectful and isn't an asshole and, and works hard and all of that stuff. Like, how has it been for you? Like, where have you had to, if at all, look within self to be like, oh, I didn't recognize that or, oh, this is an area that I can improve in or, oh. I wasn't even cognizant that that was going on.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, one, I would say, you know, who cares? It's more about the victims than what i my perspective on this whole thing. But if you want to know how I felt, I've felt like uh you know the the reactions i i've I've felt throughout this whole thing is I go back to this phrase that everyone has joked about for years. Which is, oh, uh, watch out for the casting couch. You know, people have been joking about that shit for years. And it's one of those things that you say and then you don't actually... I don't know if you think it's real or not or if you're, it's okay because there's a funny phrase. And it, it, is a f- it is a funny phrase. Casting couch is a funny idea. You know, but it's horrible. Uh, but it's a funny joke. But... Uh, the fact that it picked up and carried and people basically knew about this behavior there's an interview between larry king and bill cosby in the i think it's the early 90s and larry king and they're talking about a spanish fly openly
0: oh yes yeah yes
1: and people so so bill cosby is admitting Pretty much without being like I did this but like he's like you know when the girl when the girls come and then you put the and they get a little thing called the Spanish fly and you put it in the drinks and then you mix it and then who knows what's gonna you know that's a very Jewish Bill Cosby but
0: yeah I was like that sounds like Gary Marshall
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know <laughs> Gary, Marshall. Uh, but uh yeah he but you know it was just it was just accepted you know um and then in terms of me like yeah I'm pretty respectful with women. I grew up thing is with me is I grew up uh, I had a sister and my mom, my Canadian. dad Canadian. Canadian, but I went to arts high schools and arts elementary school. So it was always like seven boys in a class and like 30 girls. Yeah. Always because that was that's the arts, right? It's like mostly mostly women. So I'm used to growing up in a world that's dominated by women. And if you were to succeed in my world, and I know there's a lot of people that would disagree with me, but when in my classes, uh, the best were the ones that emotionally uh, connected with what was going on in class. Yes. And that was the people that I revered the most. Yeah. So there was always a girl. You know, there was, um, I mean, all my scene partners, but there's girls I grew up with that were great in my class. Like, I don't know if they're still doing it, but, you know, and Thomas and. Evelyn Capsis and people that were, you don't know any of these people, but they're, they're brilliant actresses and they were, they were the best. So I was always kind of like trying to get on their level emotionally, trying to be a better, you know, person that was in touch with their emotions. So it's just hadn't been my experience, not because I was a jock and had things given to me. It wasn't my experience because I grew up in the arts and I was surrounded by women. So if it was happening, I I don't know. I wasn't aware of it. I wasn't told about it. And my only connectivity to that growing up was that women are wonderful and women are emotionally developed. And my perception was get on that level. And be understanding and empathetic as much as possible, sympathetic, but you know, empathetic and as much empathetic as possible. And much as you can to get on, uh, be empathetic of another person's condition, which is pretty, pretty hard. But so now, in my perspective, uh, I, you know, my wife will tell me stories about it was like coming, trying to make it in LA when she was younger, and um, or I'll hear stories from my friends in comedy, and it's just sad and then you so then you go because when I see a friend out in the club I'll like give them a hug or whatever if they're a girl And, and for guys a lot too but guys you know give a high five or a handshake and a hug but my girlfriends I give hugs so then you go like why am I giving them a hug and you know so yeah I mean it's a it's a you know as solid as I believe that I am you know it's a good like reconnect gut check to see am I behaving appropriately and I am I'm not like making crazy passes at people at all, but you know, just dealing with women and working with women and now seeing that perspective come out has been even more helpful than what I received when I was a kid. So I hope this didn't sound like I was claiming innocence, but I will say that I was a product of my environment and that's why I think the archer is so important.
0: Yeah. That,
1: that's. I think that's a good answer. Yeah.
0: No. And, and, uh, I
1: believe in that answer and I believe in myself.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, and it, it it makes me it makes me think of like a a couple of things, you know. Um and I know that um Canada definitely has its own history mm-hmm. of fucked upness. Yeah. Um that it's still dealing with especially with treatment
1: like, of the aboriginals, yeah. treatment of the Japanese that built the railroad, lots of stuff. As wonderful Cam- as Canada is, every country has something because yeah. it's just human nature.
0: Um, But it, it makes me want to ask you, especially as a, as a comedian, mm-hmm. um, what was, what was your experience then finding out about Louis CK and what, and was that something that... Because I know that the comedy community is very small. Mm-hmm. Like, the entertainment industry is small as fuck. Yeah. But, like, the comedy community is is even smaller. Right. You know? And, um, like, A, was Louis C.K. Somebody that you looked up to and admired and kind of wanted to be like? And, B, was that... Were there whisperings, you know, that made it to your ears? And, like, what was your experience when everything came out in that way as a comedian?
1: I I mean, I'm going to be perfectly honest. No lie. mm -hmm. Well, I don't want people to think that I'm gearing my answer because of the circumstances that this happened.
0: I don't.
1: So I kind of, like, grew up as an actor. And so, like, (sighs) I would look up to people like Mark Rylance and Kevin Spacey, which might be a better example of this. Huh. And, uh, yeah, like Kevin Spacey in, uh, seven or in usual suspects, that was my standard. And so for Louie, I got into comedy more recently in the last, like, you know, five, 10 years or so. And, um, I respected him as a comedian, as a, as a comic, as a storyteller. And I, but I didn't like empathize with his condition, I guess.
0: And what, what would you say that that would have been? His condition? Like his quote-unquote condition. His Oh,
1: his life experience in terms yeah. of his comedy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So uh, yeah, that's a good point. Um, yeah, in terms of like his life experience, I wasn't he's a few years older than me. He's going through he would, had been going through different experiences in terms of like having kids and yeah. divorce and so I never really like locked in whereas in a very weird way, I would have uh, been more empathetical to Entourage or something because I grew up with people that were famous and so i uh, empathize more with entourage than louis ck okay so we all and then also there were whispers that this stuff had had happened so people kind of knew about this in the comedy world and you know a lot of people would say that but um with it coming to light and i guess him saying that these instances happened it was uh you know it was, uh, it's hard. It's, it's just a really shitty situation for the women that it happened to and the circumstance with which it happened. And then there's the whole like, then people start, because they're comics, they constantly are analyzing and making jokes about things. So you say, like, all right, well, what, what happened? And the women left that hotel room, the, the two women left the hotel room, like, thinking, like, this is just weird. And then they realized it was fucked up. So they started talking about it. And, you know, it just it just became this like an analyzed thing of like well, what happened and he did this. And I don't know, like, I guess people I guess people were not surprised by it. But also when it came out, it was like, all right, you know, it it was a good shift in the industry. I feel like that kind of stuff won't happen as much if it does. And in fact, I bet it's cut down big time because of all this.
0: Do you think that it's cut down big time or that it's just become more innocuous? Because, like, what has, I'm curious as to, like, what your experience has been Mm -hmm. as a male comic Mm -hmm. in this industry. And then I do want to talk about um, what you said in terms of growing up with, like, Famous people, because there's yeah, somebody yeah. that you and I have in common. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that'd be funny. <laughs> we'll
1: talk about it. Yeah, we should talk about that. Yeah. So what was the
0: first one? <laughs> um, no, so like you it said that you think that like maybe then like it's cut down. And I said, I don't know if it's, do you think it's really cut down so much as it's now people are like, no, I really got to keep my shit. Ba, 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 ba. And it goes, I think, yeah. to like a, a bigger thing, right? Where it's, again, I'm not a comedian. Mm-hmm. I'm funny as fuck. Yeah. But I'm not a comedian.
1: You're a versatile actor.
0: Thanks. I appreciate that. And thank you for calling me actor, not actress. I fucking hate that. Oh, yeah? I hate actress. Why? Because a, it makes me feel less than. B, it. Uh, I feel like there is a negative connotation mm-hmm. okay. with that word okay. that is rooted in. Oh, she's such an actress, <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. But because I, I associate actress with over dramatic. Right. I associate it with whiny. I associate it with. Um, Not really being taken seriously.
1: You don't hear about doctresses, do you?
0: No, you don't. You just or hear about. Dentresses. Fucking... Yeah, no. A dentist, a doctor.
1: Teetresses. Firefighter. Tresses.
0: Yeah. Cop.
1: A firefighters. That's pretty firefighters.
0: funny. <laughs> <laughs> like what? But
1: then you know where you do hear it? Waitress.
0: Yes. Hostess. Yes.
1: Servile positions.
0: Yes. Yes. up. Yes.
1: Yes. And then everyone's like, should I call you a firewoman or a fire person? What are you?
0: How about firefighter, you fuck? Great, firefighter. Great
1: alliteration. Firefighter, you fuck. It's <laughs> <That's> great.
0: <laughs>
1: hashtag I at uh, hashtag FF on this episode. Yeah. Firefighter you fuck.
0: Um but yeah, I I, okay. I, I hate I hate the word actress. I totally I justified. Love just actor.
1: Actor fucking actor. Uh, how about someone who pretends to be someone else in the given circumstances of someone else's writing? But
0: the question is: It pretend? Oh
1: God, this is like a whole other
0: podcast. I I know, I know. This is this is very into the four twenty podcast. Yeah,
1: this is the four twenty. Tune in next time where we yeah. tell you if acting is real or make believe. <laughs> Take notes.
0: <laughs> no, but like, but but seriously, I'm I'm I. Uh, you, you know, my experience has. And, and I feel like it's, it's a microcosm of the macrocosm, okay. where, where we're so focused on like quote unquote Hollywood and like the Hollywood liberals and like the Hollywood elite and blah 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 and all that shit and like it only happens in this kind of blah, blah, blah. You
1: no know, it happens in every industry
0: um like or is every it the most industry public? yeah um one of and. Mm-hmm. Uh, What? Say it. Well, no, no, no. I, you know me. Sometimes I Just need to pause. take. A, I need to take a moment. Just take to a break. Get very clear in terms of what it is that I'm about to say.
1: This pause in the podcast brought to you by <laughs> CBD. <laughs> CBD
0: mel your mind. Um, I don't like using. I don't like using fillers or continually talking to get to the point that I'm trying to make. Okay. Sometimes th- taking a moment and getting to be in silence is uh, incredibly beneficial, no matter how uncomfortable it might make someone else. Silence is is a beautiful thing sometimes.
1: Yeah, that felt good.
0: <sighs> so everybody, let's just take a moment <laughs> to be silent and gather our thoughts. <sighs>
1: I really don't like hard-boiled eggs.
0: <laughs> God damn it. Sorry. Like, for fuck's sakes. Nope. You, had to, you just had to do it. You had to fucking do it.
1: Guess what? You had to do now it. we're talking about it. it.
0: so uncomfortable. <laughs> no, but as somebody who is in the comedy vein that I know wasn't originally, like, in the comedy vein and was coming from... Ugh. Like being a creative is being a creative is being a creative, right? Yeah. But there are like def- definitely different worlds, factions, yeah. and, and yeah. offshoots of that. Yes. And you ended up getting into comedy. Yes, I did. Yes. So within that, and this speaks to, I think, a much bigger thing because I know that Tina Fey, for example, like a few others that are like, comedy has become so PC, and like, ba ba ba. Our job is not to be PC. Our job is to, and we're living in a PC culture, and Right? And between that, and I've been thinking a lot about when the abnormal becomes so normalized mm-hmm. that we almost take it for granted. Okay. As it were, where it's, this is just how it is. This is how it is where we don't even realize the fucked upness of a situation or an experience like Louis CK. Right. Um, where we continually minimize it. Um, so I guess what has your experience been in regards to being in this industry, which we, which we know in a very intimate way can be fucked in so many levels. Mm-hmm. Um and having to, if we're making a decision based out of fear, sacrifice self in order to quote unquote get ahead. Right. Um, or not say something when we really want to, because somebody else is in a more powerful p- position and we feel powerless in a moment. Right. Like you've had I'm sure you've had that experience. Mm-hmm. Um And this is like a, the reason that I'm asking this, because I, I'm like seeing it from two sides. I'm seeing it from, which is the only reason that I feel like I'm even expounding upon this further than I feel I should. Um, but I, I feel it's like really, really important. Um, the question that, that that I'm asking you, it's 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 not d- d- based in a uh, woman attacking. Bah, 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 bah. No, I don't. It's, it's 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 genuinely coming from a place of as a being, as a human being that happens to be. Um. That happens to identify as male in this incarnation. Mm -hmm. What has your experience been in the past? Like what has changed between what you've seen in the industry Mm -hmm. to like now with everything coming out? And, and how has that changed you in regards to the, for example, I've seen some fucked up shit. I've seen some fucked up shit that I've said nothing about Mm -hmm. in, in moments because I didn't feel like I had a right to, I didn't feel like it was my business. I didn't feel like it was my place. I didn't feel as though I had any power with which to create any kind of change. Right. You know, um, so, so there's that that I'm asking in terms right. of where you started, what you've seen, where we are now, you know, because where we are now, I feel like is, um, it's an epic center of, uh, it's uncharted territory in one way or another. Yeah. We haven't been here before.
1: No, certainly not. It's part of the progress of of women in the last 100 years um so uh, i one a lot of my friends are female friends are posting the hashtag me too and talking about their experiences so depending on the person who i'm friends with i'm sort of in private talking to them and saying hey i'm you know i'm really sorry you went through this and I didn't know you went through this because, you know, maybe I should have been more aware, but I'm I'm, I'm really sorry that you went through this and like you're my friend and reading that story is like just making me sick and I'm really sorry that you had to deal with that. So there's that. There's like finding out that your friends have like dealt with this like harassment at their a friend of mine posted recently that she'd been harassed at her at her day job, like not even like at her the school she worked at. It's just like it was insane. Um. by a substitute teacher and she was in administration and like, it's just and then another friend posted that she'd been dealing with this as a woman in comedy coming up you know people thinking that she was getting ahead because she, well she must have hooked up with someone mm-hmm. oh you're doing well oh, who'd you fuck mm-hmm. whereas she was like I just didn't do that and this is an extremely talented individual uh, one of the most talented people I know so On one side, I'm I'm trying to like talk to these people when I can, so I'm just sorry that you went through that, and thanks for sharing that. It's really important that you shared that, and I don't there's nothing really for me to say. And thanks for making me aware of your circumstance. I'm sure it's really hard to come out and say that, and on Facebook also. So, so that's that's one. Um, And then, how's it changing, like the day to day? I don't know like i'm not a, like i'm not a blue comic blue comics are comics who like talk about like butts and dicks and stuff and i do do that you know but if you come to the 88 show it's my show i really don't
0: it's a great show by the way
1: yeah it's a show comics come on they do a set it's like a late night show with her featuring original comedy music so comics come on they do a set we banter and then we sing a song that we write together but i don't do like the dick song yeah i do i'll do songs about like Tiffany Hash did one called The Last Black Unicorn. So we wrote it and it's actually on her audio book at the end of her audio book. And it's about her struggle coming, like growing up and being like trying to be uh, profound in a world that was being mean to her.
0: And side note, I feel like her and I would get along.
1: Tiffany? Oh, yeah, yeah for sure. She's because awesome. Because
0: I feel like we have a... Uh,
1: yeah, you're on a level. Sim- you're on a level.
0: And similar enough background in the sense yeah, of both sure. foster care, yes. both.
1: Yeah. Um, everyone should read Tiffany's book. and there's Which another, is called? Uh, the Last Black Unicorn. There you go. And then if you get to the end of the audio book, you'll hear a song that I wrote with her. That I wrote the music for and you'll hear me singing on it and stuff. And then there's another <laughs> podcast called um, Crab Feast. And Tiffany... Uh, Tells her story. So listen to that and you'll hear her story. It is unbelievable. So that's that. So the, the other thing. So how has it changed like the world? I think, you know, I'd, I think people are more cognizant of it now, you know, but I don't know. You'd have to ask. You'd have to ask the women. I, I
0: no, but I'm asking you in the sense of <clears throat> if you saw someone like a Louis CK,
1: right? Doing something like that now?
0: Yeah, or even then. Like, that's that's. Oh, what if I'm, I had walked
1: in on... He was sitting there in the green room with like his dick out and there were girls there? Yeah. What would I have done?
0: What would you have done then versus what would you have done now in terms of, you know... <laughs>
1: well, you kind of look and see, are, are they in trouble or not?
0: Because you might just
1: feel like you're walking in on a sexual experience and like, whoops... Wrong door.
0: Yeah, and that's and that's the thing, right? Because
1: right? how am I supposed to know? If he's if if you if you opened a door oh, here's here's something interesting. If you opened a door at your corporate job and you saw two people hanging out and they maybe they're making out or maybe they're pulling their dick out yeah. and the other one's sitting across the room immediately you have to tell HR because it's like you're an accomplice to some, to some degree or, or maybe not. I don't know. I I guess I don't know the corporate world, but there, there's no unions in comedy, right? There's no nothing. There's comedy clubs and there's comedians and paychecks and that's it. Yes. And there's no insurance. And so there's no, there's no balance in checks about that. Um,
0: and I think that the, there's, the, the, but you, if
1: someone's in, a, is, is if there's someone in there and it looks like they're like in trouble and they give you eyes, yeah, you, I'd like stay there and stop it, you know. But like, I don't know. I guess I'm someone that would like look and be like, is, you know, whoops. I, I don't know. I guess it depends on the situation. It's like if it looks like they're about to hook up and like everyone's game, then you kind of like walked in the wrong room. If it looks like someone's being held against their will, then you kind of like go, hey. You know, this needs to stop. Come with me. You yeah. stay there. That's what's happening now. And you just try and make yourself big and do that. Uh and just keep it calm. Whatever. Um, and I would do that now. But uh I guess, you know, if some if you but if you're walking in with someone and they're like hooking up, then you might have felt like you walked in the wrong room. But for the most part, these weren't like that. These were like there's a guy, there's a guy. I guess it'd be more interesting if it was like the Harvey Weinstein thing. Like you're at a restaurant and there's Harvey Weinstein. He's like jerking off into a plant next to a beautiful woman. Like, what do you do? Like that is, that's unbelievable. The balls, the balls to do that, you know? And then everyone let it go. I mean, I don't know. Would I have let it go? I don't know. I mean, it was Harvey Weinstein. Like this was like the guy,
0: and and here's that here's the difference, right? Where you like you say like let it go, right? Right. Where it's there was no letting go. It's that because you had also said, which I think is so interesting. Um, I would get myself big enough, mm-hmm. to. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, which means that. Oh, is it? Is a mama? Is
1: it a mama? Is it mama? That might be a mama.
0: Oh my god, It a- might be other mama. Up. It might be my love, um, you know. But that like uh, that idea of I'm like, are we gonna have to hold? Are we gonna have to hold? Oh, here she is! Oh, and the babies are so excited. Um, and.
1: make myself big
0: (laughs) yeah but like making yourself big in order to and if it's somebody that is in an incredible amount of power like a louis ck right where you then on some level might not even recognize those eyes right because it's oh shit yeah it's louis ck whoops sorry uh i'm gonna go out of the boat but maybe. you don't even actually really know what's going on
1: i've just never been in that situation before i'd like to think that i would be aware i'd like to think that i would like maybe talk to the person afterwards and go are you i don't know like i don't know i guess it just depends i'm not in that situation so it's sort of hard to say like what i would do yeah no i i
0: i understand that and i I understand it, and I recognize it, and I also recognize the important of, the importance of getting to a ask the question, mm-hmm. um, because I feel as though, and I'm 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 saying this. In incredibly aware aid of of the privilege that I get to have mm-hmm. as as a woman who is white, as a woman who is in this industry, as a woman who has a modicum of power mm-hmm. um and I'm also very aware of the hierarchy and everything else that that goes on not even just between the sexes, but especially within this industry. Um, and, and so I, I I just want to be like especially clear that, you know, the the questions that I'm, I'm posing, I, I think are A, incredibly, incredibly important in the sense of I was talking with somebody a few months ago who was saying like he's a very lovely very lovely man like straight white dude actor um like stum some, some stuff and he was like i'm i'm terrified of terrified of being a white dude right now and i was like why 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 are you terrified of being a white Guilty man right or something? now And, and his earnest response, and and I'm not, I'm, I, I hope that, I, I took his response to heart because it was very sincere and it was, it was very, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: it it was an intimate conversation. Okay. but just saying that, like it's very hard to be like a white dude right now, like in this industry, somebody that like is sensitive and like is understanding of women and blah 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 blah. But it's also like just as much as I might identify with a woman of color, mm-hmm. um and I like actually think I'm going to bring this up because I think that it's really fucking important and it's perfect timing and it fits. You know, but, like, just as much as, like, I might identify with a woman of color, I am never, ever, ever, ever going to be able to be like, oh, I get it. Yeah. Because I won't. And in terms of full circle here we go. I wrote, and this was, like, actually that night. it's Oct- October 21st, 2017. Maybe it's because I'm stoned that I'm so clear. <laughs> um, this is what I was writing in my notes when I was stoned, oh. having this experience. Okay. I wrote, I just experienced seeing um men, just experienced seeing men being, and I grew afraid, claustrophobic. And it was only when I saw two women that I felt safe again. And I wrote in parentheses, Heather is the only woman I've ever been with. Hashtag still true. Like woman. Like Mm -hmm. woman. Mm -hmm. Hot as fuck. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I digress. Maybe. No, I'm sure. That's why it's even more important that white women... um, and women of color come together. There will be no equality for women. If there is no equality amongst women, white women take your deepest fear and then compound that by, and then I just wrote a line because I wrote, I won't fill in this blank because I will not speak for a woman of colors experience, no matter how similar our experiences might be, IE adopted, divorced, Mm etc." Um, and So it's, no matter how, like I get it, I get it, there are still going to be quote unquote differences where it's like you will never have the experience just simply because you are not a woman. Mm -hmm. Just like I will never have the experience of being a woman of color, nor will I have the experience of the um of the obstacles and the racism and the discrimination mm-hmm. that come with that um because my skin is a lighter shade mm-hmm. I will never have that experience right um and that doesn't mean though that Because I've never had the experience, it doesn't mean that it hasn't happened Mm -hmm. or that it's not valid. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and so, I guess it's the... Getting to recognize like that you as like a being in this industry have like a lot more power than you realize.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: In, in the sense of a fellow white male comic or someone in this industry that has some power mm-hmm. is going to listen to you a lot more readily than they might listen to someone like me. Mm-hmm simply because you were white and you were male right um so getting to listen to you and getting to hear you in in regards to well I don't know and I listen to the victims and I don't know what else I can do it's there's so much more that you can do Mm -hmm. in terms of getting to be aware and be cognizant and be willing to make yourself uncomfortable Mm mhm to hey no we're actually like it, it, in whatever way shape and form you know that might make you look unpopular that might make you unpopular like putting oneself on the line
1: using if i walked into someone hooking up or like in that situation
0: well let's not even say hooking up because that implies consent Right, and we're not talking about consent in any way, shape, or form. Right, and I'm talking about in any way, shape, or form, mm-hmm. whether it's um somebody making a joke about a Spanish fly,
2: mm-hmm. yeah,
0: whether it's you know, you know, a, a man getting a little too handsy. And you can see that, like the woman is uncomfortable, but isn't really saying anything, mm-hmm. and isn't kneeing him in the balls, mm-hmm. which would be my go-to because mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I just don't give a fuck anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, or just simply, this comedy lineup sure looks like a fucking sausage party. Mm-hmm. What about some women of color? What about some gay women? What about some, like, well, men of color? Do you know f- what I mean? For
1: that, and I will say I, I do. And I know that you do. Yeah.
0: But I'm saying even on a... That, that you have a lot more power than you realize in this way. Mm-hmm. Where... And that, I, I think, is, like, the, the greatest gift and, like, the... And again, full circle when like I'd asked you, how did you get that way of just being b- believing in yourself in that way? And you were like a Jewish mother and like, blah, ba blah. And I just always knew. And, and, and you know, that the people that you surrounded yourself with and wanting to attain that mm-hmm. and be in that level, um, There's been like so much talk about allyship in like these last few months and I've been hearing so much, especially from like male friends of mine, where it's like, Well, I don't know what to do. Of course I'd stop a rape. Of course I'd do this. But it's it's in those like very little ways that I I that that might seem little to them, to you, but actually have like so much more of a bigger impact then you might realize.
1: To stop a rape? <laughs> <laughs> which, uh, hope, hope I would hope do that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> See, this is what happens when Avery and I actually get really serious. So um, I'll crack a joke. No. Yeah, because he'll totally crack an inappropriate joke because he actually <laughs> feels uncomfortable because we're hitting something, which is great. Yeah. This has been... Um, well, I can call myself a doctor because I got an honorary doctorate over the summer. So, That's amazing. what else? Doctor Heather's Zim. Never
1: heard a doctor talk like <laughs> that
0: before. <laughs> um, Sorry,
1: a doctoress. <laughs> <laughs>
0: mm. And this is why I like love you, and yeah. you frustrate the fuck out of me, and yes. why we get along so well. Like yeah. for like like for real, I like fucking love you so much. Yeah, I love you too. Um where it's when you're so used to your privilege. And again, like I feel like (laughs) privilege is even getting like bandied about as like this like bad word, right? You know, but I'd like, but there is something like you're a straight white dude.
1: Right. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay. First, I mean, I think, you know, I sort of touched on this for a second. Like I definitely do try and i do make my lineups as diverse and as and he
0: does uh, i i can attest to this he absolutely does
1: i am the i'm like i will do it when other people who are above me in terms of booking i make points of it so on the one hand i do pride myself in that my lineups are sure there's lineups where it's All all white guys, but the lines that I do, my own shows that I produce myself as, like the 88 show, most of them, there's, I don't, I don't know if there's been one show where it's been only white guys. Most of them have people of color and lesbian or gay or straight or, um... Yeah, I don't haven't had a transgender person yet, but um,
0: always room for improvement.
1: I, I, every lineup, I'm, I make a note of it. i I tick boxes. I make sure everyone as many people as possible are covered. And, and I try, I, I really do make a conscious effort. I don't just book a show. First and foremost is talent. And then I go from there. Yes. I don't just put someone on because they are different. Yes. Because they look different because fuck that shit. Um but I I go with talent, so I have my talent pool that I like, and then I put people on and talent and people I would work well with and are my friends, and I do consider myself to have a diverse group of friends. So yeah, I'm not gonna sit and like name I have this person, that person, but if you look if you go at the eighty eight show, uh you can see there's a pretty diverse group, and for sure there are lineups that are man heavy for sure but uh it is a man heavy industry in comedy so um
0: do you really believe that
1: it is there's more male comics than female comics hold on
0: heather come out here please there are more okay well this is what we're doing right now
1: physically there's more n- numbers well we do not saying it's right i'm just saying well hold on heather it's about to get real
0: Hi. Heather, it's about to get real. What's it's I'd, about to get really real. Right. I'm sorry, but we're doing this.
1: We're talking and, about and we're doing uh, this in lineups, love. We're not doing lineups.
0: and we're not doing this in a combative way. We're doing what? We're yeah. So, <laughs> I'm sorry, but listen.
1: She cornered a straight white I man. Bring, <laughs> in <I'm>, room.
0: <laughs> I bring the receipt. She brought her
1: lesbian lover along. Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> ha ha! Revenge. Yeah, I didn't do anything. Um, no, I know. Um, but Avery was just saying that there's, I don't want to mansplain, okay. but like that there's that there's more male comics than female comics. There are, there are. That's
3: true. What
1: was the answer? There, I mean, there absolutely are, but he, but that
3: feeds to the bigger issue though, right? Like there would be more women who did it if there was a more viable, for sure. Option for them. You know what I mean?
1: To get more opportunities. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I was saying I, I, I'd like to consider that a lot of the shows that I book are relatively diverse. I'd say more diverse than most shows. And totally. I, do, I see your lineups. It's
3: true. <laughs>
1: uh, and then I did say that there are lineups that are heavy white man centric for mm-hmm. sure that I've done 100%. Some of my buddies, like what you're saying, are white dudes, and guess what? I want to have my buddies on my show sometimes, and sometimes the show is white man centric, but generally uh, they're relatively diverse. And uh, I also say I, you know, I pick people that I, you know, would work in the show, mm-hmm. um, talent, was never- talent, and friends, and if I'd work well with them, and
3: well, and here's then the depending
1: tr- on if who's gonna. Sorry. Like if I, have industri- if I have industry there, I want people that are like names because yeah. I want to sell a show.
3: Right. But well, and so here's the thing, too. But here's the thing, though, too. Yeah. And what I'll say to you in particular yeah. before I exit my little cameo is mm-hmm. that, you know, like your shows, I do see your lineups and they are all good. Um Thanks. You let you you are not a traditional s- stand up comic. No. You're, a, you're a musical comic, a comedic actor. Um, you do a lot of host stuff, like a lot of fun, different things. Right. So you gear in a lot of ways, you like tend to do more variety type stuff. Yeah. And that being said, um, I think that speaks to the bigger thing, which is not only diversifying lineups, but when, if you do have, if there do happen to be a lot of, like when I do an all female show, like not one woman. It's not the same. Like it's not just a bunch of like you know like that one article that talked about <laughs> you know the way that that women all talk about just like their pussies oh, or whatever. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. It wasn't like that. It was, um, or they won't be like that. They'll just be all across the board. Just like you know women in their fifties who are divorced and hate their kids. Women in their you know like fucking like you know bisexual women like women of color you know you fucking name it right right when a lot of times when lineups are strictly straight white men they Mm -hmm. tend to be bro dudes you know what I mean okay and they tend to be in the same school like they're the same
1: like if it's like a a normal comedy club like a
3: A lot of the time. You know what I I mean? mean. And I'm not disparaging that group. There's a lot of brilliant comics in that universe. But just saying like, I think that's the thing is that when those lineups happen, they're all also the same exact brand.
1: Oh, yeah. You and I both know what we're talking about. Yes. I totally agree with you on that. Um, And uh, yes. And it's also interesting in the various clubs throughout the world who books them? Mm-hmm. Who they are, mm-hmm. male or female, mm-hmm. and then you can sort of, and, and you can sometimes see if females not even standing up for females. Oh, I've I've I've, I've seen and it. Men yeah. definitely not being aware of yeah that kind of stuff. But I'm also
3: it, well, it's I'm even worse though. I'm, what's that? It's well, it's even bigger than that, and even worse that you know. Um, it's you no know, club owners as far as across the country are concerned. They say regularly like women don't sell out shows women okay. headliners which is sad. OK. But I think it's just that thing where again like there's not that many that are recognizable names. Right. And like if a dude is taking like a chick out to a comedy show on a date like if it's like an old school date as to chick out they go to a show. Um, he's probably not going to like pick a show that is a female headliner not to say that he wouldn't but if they're gonna. Should but get, I know. But okay. they're gonna pick a somebody that they recognize, and there's not as many female headliners that are recognizable For names. Sure. So the chances of that happening are rare, which then shows the club owners. You know, they look at their numbers and they're like, "Oh yeah, if women don't sell yeah. the club, and then they it perpetuates. It's just a fucking circle.
1: And you see that in the feature acts. There's not as many even females featuring because that's oh, yeah. the spot where, the feature and the host are the spot where you could make some make a dent in progress.
3: Oh yeah, absolutely.
1: And you see that that's where you see pro- Like the headliners, you go, okay, you know, these are people that are booking shows and pulling people and have fans, but the moves where that could change is in the, having a, a female, like a POC or female as the host or the feature and, or the feature mm-hmm. and, and the feature. Mm-hmm. And that's where you can make progress. You know, like I wouldn't But that being sp- said, I've, you know, sp-
3: I featured at, dozens of okay. comedy clubs across the country and, and a, i've a never been i've headlined this place a female club owner right. my first headlining thing um and it was great i wasn't ready at the time it was many years ago and i shouldn't right. have been doing it really but like other uh-huh. than that like never and so it's that thing where i get right i get offered the mc spots and the feature spots but the money i can't Go do that Do you know what I mean Oh no for sure So anyway So it is that thing Where it's like so Really you, yeah. Unless you get like uh, Somebody who's gonna Take you around right. Regularly You know what I and mean And who has a lot of money Yes Then who has you, a lot it's of pull. it's difficult um, To to get ahead But I digress For sure <laughs>
1: No no for sure It's and, and we're also saying That there's no like Union oversight In comedy as well
3: or, I know People try to Start one before right I think yeah, I've heard that
1: Yeah That fizzled pretty quick Yeah Um it's just – it's still like the Wild West from comedy. It is. I don't know. I I just started touring um, as a special guest on a headliner act in the last – I've been doing it for a year and a half, and that's been my experience in club comedy. And then I worked at the improv for three years. Um, And I – you know, I was – it's a learning process, but I – Definitely talk to a lot of female comics and just try to get a lay of the land. And I tried to affect change. And like I talked to Eliza a lot about that.
3: Oh, about that article I mentioned? <laughs> no, about, <laughs>
1: about she. So I used to work. Because uh, I
3: wasn't trying to like throw no, anybody no, no, under no. any bus. I, I was referencing it.
1: I wasn't. But it was also like started a conversation. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. uh, but I was used to work the booth on a very popular show on a midweek popular show at the improv. And he used to every week work it, and it would be all big time headliner mm-hmm. comics, right? Mm-hmm. Like the biggest guys in the industry, and for the most part, like what you're saying, they're like same similar type of comedy. Uh, all f- fantastic artists, and very funny. And then Eliza would get like on her time, she'd get like three minutes less. Mm-hmm. She got like twelve minutes, mm-hmm. like, surrounded by fifteen minutes. And in comedy, if you're listening, like every minute is yeah. Uh, fortune ch- it's a huge value yeah and she'd always get 12 rather than the others would get 15 or 20 uh the guys are on the same level as her and she's like do you see that and i went oh yeah and mm-hmm. then i would just give her 15 mm-hmm. so that but i wouldn't like you know i wasn't booking the club i wasn't right the lineups but when i saw it i would make change and that's eliza was one of the first people in comedy that you know, sort of been like, look, look what's going on. Yeah. And so that's important. For sure.
3: No, I agree. I will. You know, know, and that's something that I've always said about her in um, because I've really never even brought her up in general. I don't even know her. But what I um, do notice um, is that her comedy does cater. It fits with those with that same brand. Right. Which is. A positive thing, because then she gets to get that fan base you know yeah. what i mean and gets to tour with those people yeah. and and gets to come up that way i think that like you know um and so for you know so she i mean she's literally surrounded by men is what i mean like she's yeah. in like a man's yeah. in like a man's clique i feel like but yeah. but anyway but, um
1: but I, i'm sure she would say she feels like an outsider
3: I, but that's what i'm saying because yeah, yeah. she's with men all the time i'm sure yeah. she does yeah yeah i'm i'm totally saying that yeah. um also side note you were very kind to me once early on at the improv like right. early on like when i first met you it's like i did a set you were working the sound booth you just started working the sound booth like not too long into it and you were like oh yeah like i'm gonna get you had um what's her fuck come <laughs> watch my set so that i could do Gaza remember Aaron like, Foley. N- no, but not Aaron. You asked oh. the the manager came and watched Paige. me. N- no, it, it was the other lady. Rita. Yeah, Rita.
1: Rita? You went and Whoa. had Rita watch me and
3: then said she'd be good for Gays or Us. And you like made her... And he, he gave me five minutes because it was the host from... The GM? At that time, yeah.
1: That was a big move by me. <laughs> I know. That was a lot. Totally. <laughs> but hey,
3: she yeah. responded and said totally. And Fuck then yeah. um, because it was oh, a yeah. dead open mic... And the dude who was hosting, um, I don't recall his name, but I know he, like, worked the TMZ guy. I remember
1: this.
2: Yes. Yes. The TMZ
3: guy. And he... Mike. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, why is everyone sucking? Like, everyone's sucking. Like, somebody tell me a funny comic. And then you, like, fucking nudged him. And I went up and I did five. And and then Rita, like, did that. And just saying that um, then when I was producing a movie...
1: Hell yeah.
2: Who
3: was the first person I thought to cast. People who are listening Being do nice things nice for each dude. other. That's true. Do nice things. Anyway. Thanks, Heather. Bye. I love you.
1: That's very nice. And that's why I did it. Uh, it's just to get ahead. <laughs> 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 uh, no, Heather was really funny. And I, I, I do remember this. I I actually had in my head a, a different story where uh, I thought I had told Aaron. I think I'd told, I've told Aaron fully about you in the past. Yeah, I did that too. But it's funny. I mean, that, that you were funny. You made me laugh. And so I'm like, yeah. dope, do that. Yeah. I think you said something about your vagina. And I was like, there you go. <laughs> I don't know. No, no, no. It, but it, it was, I'm just kidding, because that's the joke. Is it all I'm talking about? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but no, uh, yeah, that's what you do.
0: That's what you're supposed to do. And and this is why, like, a I'm I'm grateful that this podcast takes place in this apartment, um, and I'm I'm grateful that it gets to be so intimate, um, so that people that are listening really get to see and get to understand the intricacies um, and that as Heather says all the time, where nothing is ever black and white, like we live in the gray, you know, Um, and I like to think like we live in the multicolor, you know.
1: I remember doing that uh, because, because Heather was super funny, but that was like a, I'm like thinking back on that move. Like I was working at the improv. I'd been, working the booth for a couple months and to like pull like the gm like that's a big deal but it was also a woman and i was like go see this woman yeah I, it was like i had that in my head i wasn't you know i can't be honest and sit here and be like you know it was a funny comic and i was like no like you're a gm of this club you're a woman this is a funny woman it's a funny lesbian woman there's a sh- there's a show for lesbians like you should watch her yeah bring her up yeah and and rita appreciated that yeah you know, because it was, like, someone... Because she can't be everywhere. And it's someone being like, look, this is a match. Like, so that's good. So, yeah, when you can make change, like, you know, you you do that. For and sure.
0: I, yeah, and I feel like there is... And and an this... And Heather's
1: funny. And I didn't... Haven't done this for someone because they're just... Because they're female. Like yeah. It, you, you know.
0: Yeah, no, for sure, for sure, yeah. for sure, for or sure, for sure.
1: Or male or black or white or whatever.
0: Yeah, no. I, I completely, completely yeah. understand... Every single thing that you're saying, and I'm so grateful that, like, it's unfolded and, like, the way that it's unfolded because it it, it, it proves my point in, in regards to, you know, whether you know it or not, whether you like it or not, whether you receive it or not, mm-hmm. you working at a sound booth mm-hmm. at a big club right. still felt comfortable enough to go to the GM and say, you need to check out this comic, right? Whereas if the GM had been a man, Mm -hmm. would you have felt the same way? Would you have gone out on the limb in the same way that you did?
1: Yeah, I've done that with other people. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, then you are a unicorn unto yourself.
1: I believe that. But I, I, I do try to <laughs> do nice. AKA Canadian. I try to do, n- I'm Canadian. <laughs> I grew up with a really nice mother who was really good to me. And I, I come from a good background. And I, the privilege that I've had is, is you know, we were, we, we were well off. I didn't have to worry about food and stuff like that. And like we'd go on vacations and I had a really good home and I'm like proud of that. And because of that, I'm trying to share that kindness and that privilege. I guess that privilege or whatever, but I constantly, all right, I don't know if we have time for this, but I will do a quick anecdote. Maybe we'll catch up the back end of this in the four twenty episode. Okay. Okay. I grew, grew up, with Hayden Christensen.
0: Yes. That's, Who that's I, the person you yeah, have. Yes. Yes. Now, all I want to do. Yeah. And if you're in Canada and yeah. listening, AKA the hairy bird.
1: Yeah. And I also, my, uh, second cousin is Lauren Michaels from a creator of SNL and they both helped me get my green card but beyond that I haven't benefited in any way yeah. you're not in on terms SNL of, right now I'm not on SNL yeah. I didn't get TV shows I didn't get an agent you're not on nothing Star like Wars that. nothing like that
0: yeah yeah.
1: Uh, it's actually part of the song that people should listen yeah, to called but, I'm Not Equipped to Be a Father it's so good and I thought I said uh, uh, my best friend books Star Wars I thought it had opened doors They didn't even let me play a droid. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So you should listen to my song like that. Uh, So I, because of instances like that, and and these are both great people, and Hayden's been good to me in a lot of ways, but in this one, I've had to make my own way. But because of that, I try to help my friends a lot. I really, maybe to a fault. Yeah. Probably, actually, to a fault, because I should just, at some point, you go like, Hey, focus on your own career and, you know, do your own thing. But, um, I mean like just generally overarching, but, uh, you know, I, I, I really, I really do think that's important that you should help people when you come up. I mean, Rita taught me who's a gym and the improv is that you kind of come up together. You come up as a team, as a group, especially in comedy. Like, you know, your buddies that you start off with, you kind of, you move up together as you get older and your comedy gets better and you meet people and you help people out. So that's what happened with Heather, you know. Quick buds and comedy. Yeah. She helped me out as a friend. Or I helped her out as a friend. She helped me out as a friend. Put me in her movie, which is why I'm doing this podcast. Yes, exactly. You know, so I think that's the real takeaway of all this stuff is like be kind to one another.
0: And that's and that's like a rarity. And Heather always um, quotes her friend Larry. Because um, there's all this talk and like all this bullshit in regards to like networking. Yeah. And okay. it's, it, it's really about... Yeah. You know, it, in this industry, especially, it's not what you know; it's who you know. Okay, and that, like, friends think of their friends. That's right. You know, and 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 yeah. that's and that's really it. And I, you know, there's something very special, and there is something very rare, uh, especially in this industry where. You get to have relationships and you get to have friendships like this where um, friends are a-made and friendships are retained and it's um, not a bartership, Mm -hmm. but really a friendship. Right. And that um, if somebody else gains something, it doesn't mean you lose something. It means that... Um, when you succeed, I succeed. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and it, that I think is 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 a really, really big takeaway. So mm-hmm. even getting to sit back and like witness the exchange between you and Heather, you know, because I don't know you in the way that she does because mm-hmm. I haven't had that relationship and experience with you. Right. Um, it's really lovely to see that. Just by the peer witnessing, like, yeah, like, I guess, like, the, the bigger point is, and we'll, we'll close out with this, is that, like, A, all is not lost, and that, you know, if you're listening, and if you're feeling alone, and if you are feeling like, what the fuck, how is anything ever going to change? Ba ba ba! All of this shit. Mm. Like you get to recognize that um, there are there are individuals in this industry in this world, you know that um, a recognize the privilege that they have, and b are are willing to. Um hold the door open which I think mm-hmm. is the most important yeah. thing. Yeah. Um and and you you definitely are are one of those people that holds the door open. Um and We're taking another pause. Yeah. Um, (laughs) um, but really gets it in an, um, in an intuitive way, which I really appreciate, which is why I'm, I'm grateful that I get to have you in my life. Yeah. You know, I think it's partially why we get along so well because I really don't like many people. (laughs) I mean, I don't. Right. I don't. I would rather stay at home with no pants, watching Netflix. Yeah. I don't. And and even I don't talk every day. We don't mm-hmm. have the kind of relationship where it's.
1: But when we do, we connect.
0: And it's like we and pick even up, texting. That's true, and yeah. and we always pick up right where we left yeah. off.
1: I love those relationships. They're the best. They're my favorite. Uh,
0: because there's also
1: no expectations. No but also expectations. Ultimate reward. And, and, and
0: Yes, and no strings attached, and mm-hmm. on top of that, it's just
2: d- 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 right. full receiving.
0: Yeah, where it's uh, I'm not trying to get anything from you. You're not trying to get anything from me. And it's right. um, there's an equity and an equality. And I I guess also that's why the questions that I was posing because I felt your energy shift of like oh fuck, <laughs> like. <laughs> Um,
1: Well, not not in what I believe, but only in terms of like when you started talking about privilege and stuff is I I always want to make sure that I'm articulating myself, you know, and you listen to sound bites, and then sometimes things get, you know, I that's the only thing. My only nervous was in my own insecurity to like properly articulate my own perspective. And that's not my not a like a a twist of like, what are they put position? They're putting me putting more like. Oh, I hope I can like articulate how I actually think and feel here, my truest self, and I think i hope I did okay, but yeah we'll no,
0: and and with that too, like also getting to recognize that like a, there's always room to grow and b yeah, with that too, getting to trust that yeah. you know the person that you're communing with, communicating with mm-hmm. sharing an experience with i e in this moment, me. Is not looking to a throw you under the bus. Is not looking to make a point um, at the the detriment of you, right? You know, is not trying to paint you in a corner right. in, in any way, shape, or form. But is, and that's why most people are unwilling to have these conversations because it is uncomfortable, because it's, it really is the projection and the semantics and the egoistic, like, how am I going to look? What are they going to think? What if I say this wrong? What if I do this wrong? Bah, ba ba mm-hmm. When it really is, A, I don't feel as though you have erred. B, because you've been genuine and you've been honest and I know who you are like on a s- deep soul level, you know, and if in those moments that like you have aired and, and I'll keep this to me, like in those moments that I've aired, you know, I get to have one or two choices. Right. Three, actually. I get to either be really defensive.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't know what you're talking about. Ba-ba-ba-ra where I got to literally produce white tears of guilt mm-hmm. and still keeping the spotlight on me. Right. Um, as opposed to the opportunity for me to grow. And then the third option is getting to hear and getting to listen and getting to integrate what is being said by the other individual mm-hmm. and getting to... I had no idea... Thank you so much for feeling so safe and comfortable within mm-hmm. this relationship to um, share that with me, and to help me to identify my own blind spots. And I now that I know better. To quote my Angelou, "Like when you know better, you do better," and and that to me is is what real, true relationships are built on. Like real intimacy, the the willingness to um, show one's humanness, the ability to be vulnerable enough to recognize that, ooh, I've still got some growing to do. I'm not full grown.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, without feeling as though I need the validation of others to be like, She's really not homophobic. She's really not racist. She's really not anti-Semitic. She's really not yeah. this. She's really not that. Like it's... it's it, it, it getting to know who one is. And the only way that I'm able to know who I am is through my relationship with other. You know, so I get to know who I am through my relationship with you, through my relationship with Heather, through my relationship with... Ninea, through my relationship with everyone you know and and then i get to make that choice in terms of how i want to change how i want to grow if that makes sense
1: yeah very lovely
0: yeah so on that note mm-hmm. neither of us smoked weed tonight no we didn't it may seem like <laughs> it, but we did not um, but I'm definitely going to when this is over, because mm-hmm. um, I I definitely woke up at 12 p.m. today because I did not sleep well because our cat named Luna, which is a very appropriate, lunatic, hmm. um, kept on fucking with Tagalong, and Tagalong had to move every half hour, so I got no sleep, and now I've now I've got the sniffles. I feel you. Yeah, man. Um. But I, I'm so grateful that you came to do this. Thank you for having me. Um, and for. will you come yeah. back on, yeah. on 420? Yeah. Can we like seriously put this in the books? For sure. And if it's not exactly on 420, that's okay?
1: We should do it before 420 and release on 420.
0: Okay, that sounds awesome. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Um, all right, listen, everybody. <sighs> um, Avery Pearson, you can catch him on Twitter at... At
1: Avery Funny, Avery, A-V-E-R-Y Funny.
0: And, um, you know, check out all the stuff. If you are in the L.A. area, go to his show, which is like the 88 show, which is great. I've been to it. I love it. Um, and I just posted on my Twitter and about what you released on. Oh,
1: yeah. Guys, I think you get a kick out of it. I have a music video called I'm Not Equipped to Be a Father.
0: And it's hilarious. Thank
1: you. It's on Funny or Die. You can like check my profile, Avery Pearson, or just like search it. You should be able to find it pretty quick. It uh, features Tiffany Haddish and Chris Redd from SNL and Adam Ray and Josh Wolf from Chelsea Lately and Scout Durwood from Mary and Jane on MTV and Josh Adam Myers who created the goddamn Comedy Jam. And um, it's super fun. I have my mom and my son are in it. My wife. Uh, everyone I know. isn't Except it? me. Except for you. And yeah. And Maybe you guys should be in the next one.
0: Dude, I'm down. You'd be
1: in the Finger Blasting Women one. you like Whoa. that? Yeah. Wow. How about that?
0: Holy fuck.
1: The Scout Derwood.
0: Holy shit. Yeah. Okay.
1: I think you'd like get a kick out of that.
0: <laughs> Listen, I'm getting my fingers ready.
1: Yeah. Uh. Seriously. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, check out that video and um, Funny at Unfunny or Die and follow me. And, yeah, please come to the 88 show. Our next show is January 17th at the Hollywood Improv. Uh, It features uh, Jade Catapretta and a white man named Kevin Nealon, and uh, there'll be a a lot of great guests. I have guests come on, they do a set, they banter with me, and then we sing an original comedy song. It's the only show like this in the world where it's a talk show that features originally comedy, music exclusively. It's a lot of fun. I have um, the door guy and the bus guy in on it, and it's a a lot of fun. It is.
0: It's it's called The
1: 88 Show.
0: It it is a lot of fun, and we didn't even talk about your baby, who I have. I have met a ten yet. month old baby. He's doing great. Um, I really do. Like, dude, yeah, you should come uh, over. I, I fucking hey, just fucking tell me when, for fuck's sakes. In between naps, <laughs> dude. I fucking told like, you <laughs> should. like it's for wrong. fuck's sake. We'll make, we'll okay. figure it out. All right, we'll figure it out. And yep. uh, everybody else, thank you so much for, for tuning in. Yep. Thank you for listening. Um, and. Uh, Next week is Christmas. Mm-hmm. And also wow. tonight is actually the first night of Hanukkah.
1: It's the second night. Yeah.
0: Second night. Sorry. Last night was the first night of Hanukkah. It's the okay. second night.
1: You're only like a, a, I'm a Jew by I'm, I'm casting. An honorary,
0: I'm, I'm an honorary yeah. cast Jew. Yeah. Um, so forgive me for my fuck ups. But listen, I know about Purim. Yeah. So there you That's go. That's a fun one. That's a great one.
1: So happy Hanukkah. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Whatever you celebrate, whoever happy you celebrate Happy Kwanzaa.
0: With. Happy winter solstice. Yep. All that beautiful, good stuff. And um,
1: <laughs> we also at one point told everyone to pull their car over because we had something important to tell them and never told them to get back on the road. <laughs> so if you're still pulled over, get, get back on that road of life. And unless you're not sober, your in
0: which case just leave your car there yep. and Uber. Just not Uber. Uber and d- 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 use a ride share service yeah enough.
1: just get in a random car hitchhike lift lift no hitchhike lift. yeah lift hitchhike.
0: um all right guys i love you so much sending you all so much like oh goodness and yeah. beautiful happy holidays all right bye.
1: bye